Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hey parents, Jack and Claire's Children's Boutique in Oxford features the latest brands of baby and children's clothing, shoes, toys, and accessories. Check out Jack and Claire's Facebook page too. Jack and Claire's Children's Boutique, West Jackson Avenue next to Belk. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Yes, that's right. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky, overlooking a, uh, a construction site. That is my view from my hotel room here in Nashville. Uh, this is a city that never sleeps on doing construction projects, I think is what the official motto is. Cranes everywhere. It is growing. It is a great city. I love Nashville, personally. I don't know uh, how often you guys get to go, but I don't get to go enough myself. I love it here. I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad to be here for SEC Media Days as well. And uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit. It's Sunday. I just got here, but it it is Sunday, and so Ole Miss isn't going to go for a few days. There's going to be a lot of interviews that I have coming your way between now and Ole Miss Day, and of course I'll have all three players and Lane Kiffin for you on this feed. And other stuff as well. So I'm looking forward to bringing you a ton of coverage this week from Nashville for SEC Media Days. But I figured tonight I'm going to tell you what I want to hear from Ole Miss's contingent. Not necessarily what they're going to say or what they're going to talk about, but I want to know, or here's what I want to hear, what I want to know from Lane Kiffin and the three players as we get set for SEC Media Days. So that's what we're talking about today. Again, my name is Michael Borky. Please follow me on Twitter. Facebook and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And if you are listening to this podcast in browser, we appreciate you checking out the website. Don't stop checking out the website at supertalk.fm, but you should pull out your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe, and leave a rating and a review. So first thing I, I do want to hear from Greg Sankey. So I know he's not part of the Ole Miss contingent, uh, so forgive me for cheating on the first one. But the NIL portal conversation has been kind of run into the ground. Now that we're getting closer and closer and closer to the actual start of the season, uh, I'm kind of weary of it. I sure as hell don't want to hear it from any coach. If you guys listen to me long enough, you know how I feel about that. I I could not possibly care less about what guys making nine, ten million dollars a year on fully guaranteed contracts. Uh, Their complaints about players getting paid completely falls on deaf ears to me. I could not possibly care less. What, what, if any coach stands behind that podium and complains uh, about players getting paid, I, I won't even listen to it. I'll tune it out. Their opinion on that is not valid to me. Now, if you had a staff member, a guy that's not making $10 million a year, that's having to work every single day of his life talking about it, then yes, I, like, I want to hear from that guy how much the portal and stuff has made your life miserable. But the guy making a, having a $100 million contract, don't care, don't want to hear it. Uh, but like a, a recruiting staffer, yes, those are the guys that need to be telling the horror stories of Transfer Portal and, uh, and things like that. However, that will be a dominating topic of conversation, and that's not going to be the dominating topic of conversation with me on the radio show or on this feed. We're going to talk football this week. That's what we're here for. We're going to talk football this week. However, I do want to hear from Greg Sankey on the uh, – the collective collective that uh, that Old Miss and the Grove Collective are a part of, the 
that the group of seven major power players in the NIL game, as it turns out, uh, forming together to, to have a group that is trying to essentially save the sport. And I would like to know if he supports their motivation, if he's had conversations with them already, what he thinks about it. Does he have their or do they have his blessing? Is this something that they ran by him first? How deep have those conversations been? If you've had them, do you think their effort will bear fruit? Those kind of questions. I'm actually very curious to hear what Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, thinks about this effort that, of course, Old Miss is heavily, heavily involved in. That is the only NIL portal thing that I really care about hearing this week is that. And he's going to sit down with us at our booth, and, and I'm going to ask him. If Richard doesn't, I'm going to step in and ask him myself, you know, what do you think about this? I'm also going to ask him if he thinks it's time, frankly, for him to say enough is enough, and then the leagues band together and um, figure this out. Because it's clear the NCAA can't govern college sports anymore. They've lost the plot completely. Uh, it's clear that Congress isn't going to do anything. They've lost the plot completely. So at what point do you, the commissioner, decide to say, well, well enough is enough, and I'm just going to do it? That I actually want to hear tomorrow uh, from Greg Sankey. I don't know yet when he will join us on the show. He will. I don't know what day, but he will. Uh, it, it, it just depends on his schedule, but he will. So if it doesn't get asked on the podium, I will ask. Uh, we will ask him when he sits down with us on the show. Aside from that, what do I want to hear from Ole Miss? I'll tell you about that right after I tell you the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That's the website. If your business, you or your business are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi and you're in the market for office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, IT projects, whatever the case may be, if it's tech, if it's in the office and your business needs it, absms.com is the website. Tell them I sent you. Get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority uh, with well over a dozen locations scattered across the state of Mississippi. So there's likely one in your backyard and you don't need multiple apps to manage your money with Priority One Bank like I had to with my previous bank. It's a one-stop shop. All you need is your internet connection, and Priority One Bank has got you covered. Priority One Bank making you and me, seriously, me, Michael Borky there, priority. So uh, I'll start with Lane Kiffin. We're not going to hear this. Just prepare yourself. We're not going to hear this. But I want to hear Lane Kiffin talk about Jackson Dart as the starting quarterback at Ole Miss. <laughs> I want to hear what he really thinks about the progression if, you know, everybody around spring practice that he made it. But if Lane Kiffin sees it the same way, did Jackson Dart make an improvement? Lane said during the spring he did, but how much of one? What has this summer been like? Has your relationship grown? Because Lane Kiffin had a really good relationship with Matt Corral. It's uh, not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it did doesn't appear that he and, and Jackson have formed that kind of relationship yet. Uh, and, and he and, and Matt were pretty unique in that regard anyway. But has your relationship with your quarterback blossomed some? Uh, where is he still lacking in, in terms of improvement? Where has 
Has he improved? Has he taken over the team? Are you satisfied with his knowledge of the offense? It, but we're not going to get that. We're, we're, he'll, of course, compliment Jackson if, if he is asked about him specifically. But I would be truly shocked, and I hope I'm proven wrong. I would be genuinely, truly shocked to hear Lane Kiffin talk about Jackson Dart as if he is the starting quarterback for his team. Truly, truly, genuinely shocked if Lane Kiffin talks about Jackson Dart in that way. But I really would like him to. I really want to know what he actually thinks, but he won't. Um, I, I assume he's going to prop this up as some uh, kind of a competition but between he and Sanders. And, and frankly, you know, I, I sound kind of dismissive of that, and, and I shouldn't. I do expect Spencer Sanders to be given opportunities in camp to take the job from Jackson Dart. He would have been given those opportunities, more so of those opportunities in the spring, had he not been hurt some of the time. But but anybody you talk to close to the program is like, man, it's it's Jackson's job. I mean, he's the quarterback of the team. The, the team knows who their quarterback is, and they're acting like they know who their quarterback is. It's Jackson. And so why why can't I just dismiss that and agree with that? I don't know. It's Spencer Sanders' existence on the roster should, if you're doing this right, lead to questions. If this is truly Jackson's team, what's he doing there? If there's no way he can upset Jackson, then why is he going to get reps in camp? Or will he? I, I don't know. I just, I'm not yet ready, even though I think that this, the, the outcome is the, the same that every, everybody else thinks on this. I, I think it's the same. I think Jackson Dart's the quarterback for Ole Miss, and I think he's going to have a good year and, and all that. I do. But as long as Sanders is there, I'm still going to ask questions and wonder. And Lane Kiffin, I suspect, is going to feed into that a lot, a whole lot, this week. I also would like to know from Lane um, if the running back room depth-wise, if he thinks that uh, a true freshman is going to come in and, and give them the stats that they need uh, behind Judkins and behind Bentley. Uh, to make a three-person running back room something that they feel comfortable with all season. I think that's kind of an underrated thing, a uh, concern, if you will, going into this season is, is Ole Miss's running back room has the best running back in America possibly in it. And that that means a lot. That's obviously a really good thing. But behind him is somebody that, yes, was good at SMU two years ago, uh, but got injured and didn't give you much of any thing last year and then a true freshman and that is your scholarship running back room and as great as Judkins is um, are you a believer in the the two guys behind him do you think that 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 is inadequate room I would love to know that answer Um, if he'd be willing to give it also I would like to know uh, about Michael Trigg if if Michael Trigg has um, become a better soldier if you will I keep saying, if you will, I got to, I'm not 80, <laughs> I'm not 80 years old. Sorry. If you will. Uh, but I would like to know if, if he has um, bought in more because the physical attributes are there and you saw it in the spring game and the possibility of having he and priest corn on the field at the same time is so attractive. It is so freaking attractive uh, in terms of what that, will stress out of a defense and and if he's got it i would love to know that from 
Kiffin. Uh, from Judkins, if if it's me that gets to sit down with him as opposed to Richard, um, I'm going to ask him, what do you think you need to improve on? Like, what are you bad at? And I know that's kind of a goofy question, but uh, when you lead the SEC in rushing as, as a true freshman, what uh, are your coaches telling you that you need to work on the most? What's the area where, where your game needs the most improvement? I'm curious to know what that answer is because, my gosh, guys, I mean, he looked like a damn near perfect back uh, last year. I mean, looked perfect. And uh, he's not perfect. He's a human being. He, he's only a true sophomore still. And so I would like to know what his answer would be uh, on that uh, for sure. And um, also what he thinks about having a target on his back. Because he's not going to surprise anybody anymore. I mean, everybody knows who Quinshawn Jud- Judkins is going into this season. He won't take anybody by surprise. Film's going to be out on now. Um, is he prepared for that? I know the answer is yes, but would like to hear him say it as well. And for the defensive guys... Um, two different things. So I, obviously they're two different guys that play two different positions, but I, I would love to know on the defensive line from Cedric Johnson, what acclimation is like with transfer portal guys. That's what I'm the, the most curious about with this team and this defense. Cause you hear the word culture a lot. And and there are people that have uh questioned um, whether or not the roster turnover led to kind of the downfall of last year's team. If if there wasn't enough continuity or togetherness or, or those buzzwords, that actually matter on a football team. Uh, if that became an issue once the, the trains, uh, the tracks kind of came off the train uh, there at the end of last season, I would like to, to ask Cedric Johnson if, they're making a concerted effort this year to emphasize acclimating with the new additions because his position added guys. You know, his, his the defensive line room has a bunch of new guys that they need to play and have impacts and guys that just joined the team recently as well. Harris was there in the spring, but Uku just joined the team and Stefan Wynn just joined the team and Akalo Stone just joined the team. And so when you have returners like Pegues, who I think people are overlooking him too, um, he's got some NFL potential. And obviously Johnson and Jared Ivey and Jamon Gordon, but you, you've got the, those guys that I mentioned that they're going to need to step in and play. And and so what's that like for you as a veteran, as a leader? Um, how do you embrace the new guys? What do you do? Are you doing anything different this year? Stuff like that. I'm really curious to hear about also his health, just how he's feeling. Uh, when Cedric Johnson's healthy, uh, he can be an NFL guy. Uh, he can have um, a similar draft status uh, that Tavius Robinson had last year. I mean, he could be a mid round guy for sure, maybe even better if he stays healthy all season long. So, uh, you know, just Cedric, how are you feeling? You know what I mean? I think that's um, that's something worth asking. And then finally, for DeAndre Prince, uh, it's twofold, right? He, he loses Chris Partridge, and in comes Pete Golding. And then, you know, same thing from Cedric as well, both playing defense. But what is the biggest difference uh, for you between Chris Partridge and Pete Golding? That That's something that I want to ask both of those guys, and I'm curious to hear their answers because um, 
I mean, you guys know how I feel about Pete Golding and the hire and stuff by now. I really think that the discourse around that hire from college football people um, I thought was disingenuous and will be proven wrong. Um, but I would like to know from the players themselves, what's the biggest difference? You know, what, what are your first impressions of Pete Golding? What are the differences in terms of scheme from last year's defense to this year? What, what does he tell you personally about uh, how you fit into his new system? And then also pro prospects. I don't think that's an unfair question to ask these guys is, you know, what, what are your coaches telling you about what you need to do to get to the next level? I, I like hearing where their mindset is uh, on that as well. So, uh, it, it, you know, it, it's – is Pollyanna the right word? It's not any groundbreaking stuff. Nothing groundbreaking happens at this event, but a lot of fun stuff happens here, and, and, and we're talking football. And I'm excited uh, for that. I'm excited to hear from Kiffin. I'm excited to hear from these three players. Um, and, and kudos to Ole Miss. I, I wish they would have brought Jackson Dart, but the face of the Ole Miss football program will be here. And if you look at the rest of the SEC, that's not the case for everybody. Everybody, so I'm glad we get to hear from Quinn Sean. Uh, I mean, he's an interesting kid for sure, and uh, the college football world needs to get introduced to him, the person, not just him, the running back. And this is a great opportunity uh, for that to happen. And uh, Cedric Johnson, he's he's the man, and he he's very smart and a good football player. And and I uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from DeAndre Prince, really for not for the first time, but um, more so than I ever have before. So this is going to be a fun week. I'm excited uh, about this week. I hope you guys are as well. There's a little bit of a preview for you, and um, I'll talk to you again probably tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to give you multiple episodes probably every day uh, this week. So I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow at some point. I'll see you then, and uh, you all have a good rest of your night. And enjoy. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.